for nine years, well, eight years, well, seven years, technically, we sat there and refuted every single Jim Harbaugh to the NFL rumor, what have you. And it seemed like in a lot of cases, save for the last three years, it wasn't destined to happen. Certainly it wasn't in the first five, six years of his tenure in Ann Arbor. But now it's happened. Jim Harbaugh has left Michigan football to be the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Smile because it happened. Do not cry. But Jim Harbaugh is gone from Michigan. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverine's Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And uh, yeah, that it's it, today was a funny day in that I didn't really have my ear to the ground too much. But I, I certainly you felt something was coming one way or the other. And earlier today, it, it was feeling more like the tea leaves. Now, I didn't talk to any of my sources. I talked to some colleagues who would talk to some people. And it started to feel like Jim Harbaugh was really coming back to Michigan. It's, uh, there was the report earlier today that uh, Michigan had made an offer that was going to make him not only the highest paid coach in all of college football, but it was in perpetuity. He would have an escalator clause that if someone else got a raise, he was also going to get a raise. That tells you that it was one of two things, and I believe it's more of the latter than the former. It was either too little too late, or Jim Harbaugh just wanted a Lombardi trophy or at least a shot at it. And I think that that makes complete sense that he would want that, of course, because that is his heart at times has been in the NFL. I mean, he played in the league for a long time. He coached in the league. And he came and he accomplished what he wanted and needed to do at Michigan. Took a little bit longer than what people expected. And certainly the program is in much better shape for it, obviously, having just won a national championship. And I know there are so many out there that will still screech cheating, but those people don't understand or know ball. So we just sweep those people to the side. Now there will be ramifications for the positive with Jim Harbaugh gone. We'll talk about those a little bit later, Uh, but certainly, and I'm still kind of looking up at, uh, looking at if anything that maybe comes up here in the interim. We're doing this probably later than some others because uh, pretty close to a one-man show when it comes to the writing component. But nonetheless, Jim Harbaugh gone. And it's a day that, it, to some degree, I didn't think we were going to see. I was, I don't want to say optimistic he'd be back. I mean, I said 60-40 that I thought he'd be back. I think, I don't know if I publicly said this. I said 50-50. Uh, later today or yesterday it was and and we didn't do a show yesterday but yesterday it was more 40 60 today it was more 60 40 again so it's it's just kind of the swinging gate that that was um and certainly there were a lot of reports of different head coaches that were uh former head coaches that were angling to get that chargers job mike vrabel pete carroll uh but harbaugh's the guy that they wanted in in los angeles and he is uh He's taking that job. He's, he, his time in Ann Arbor is done. He is informed Ward Manuel he is moving on. Uh, and Michigan has reportedly got a new head coach in waiting. We'll get to that here in a few moments as well. But uh, it, it's bittersweet, right? Because Michigan got to the mountaintop. 
got the national championship. It did so with a lot of what I consider to be manufactured adversity for the most part, considering when you see uh, other things going around in college football, Florida State, Florida looking at you a little bit uh, that don't get nearly as much publicity and didn't have a bunch of different leaks and what have you. Uh, obviously, Jim Harbaugh has long been a polarizing figure, and that has continued to this day. Granted, you've seen some, like Paul Feinbaum, kind of change their tune after the national championship and say he's never been more wrong about anything in his career than he was about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but he certainly got Michigan back to where it, he wanted it to be. I know I, I'm pretty sure I said this on here. I might have said it somewhere else, but I don't remember. Uh, the uh, John Falk had spoken at a University of Michigan Alumni Association uh, luncheon for the Greater Detroit chapter, which I was at in 2015. And he told a story about why Jim Harbaugh had returned to Michigan. And it was just because he could not stand to see Michigan in the shape that it was in. Right. Think about what Michigan went through. Three and nine, five and seven, seven and six, eleven and two. Uh, then I don't remember what the next year was, what, like eight and five and then seven and six and then five and seven. Michigan was the one of the first of the teams that people questioned, is it back? Right. It, Texas obviously finally made the college football playoff. I think we can say Texas is back. But Michigan was that team. Now we know definitively Michigan is back. Three straight wins over Ohio State. Uh, they were underdogs for two of those three and uh, three straight college football playoff appearances and a national championship. Jim Harbaugh goes out on top. I know there's a bunch of, again, rival idiots out there, not to be mean to call people names. I don't like doing that, but I, you know, sometimes you have to call a spade a spade. Rival idiots that are saying that Jim Harbaugh is running because the NCAA, yada, yada, yada. Okay, believe what you want, but... <laughs> When you win a national championship and you've had success in the NFL and at Michigan, there, there's a, and when every single year, except for 2020, there has been interest from the NFL, the mutual interest didn't start until after 2021. Then yes, it makes sense that he would look at this as mission accomplished and move on and wish him the best of luck. Certainly I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of Michigan fans that will I probably the majority will be suddenly rooting for the Chargers for the most part. I can't imagine a lot of Michigan fans are spiteful or angry about this. I think everyone looks at it, and I think I would implore you to look at it this way, assuming he doesn't raid the coaching staff and a bunch of stuff like that and uh, you know have any kind of parting shots or anything like that that hampers the program or you know tells a bunch of players to transfer or anything like that that's happened uh, in the past. I think then. He'll be looked on very, very fondly. What I think is going to be odd is that my entire tenure of covering this team has coincided with Jim Harbaugh. I started on, I believe it was April 1st, was my first event covering Michigan football in its current iteration, uh, which was the spring game back in, maybe it was April 4th or 5th, I don't remember, 20, 2015. So this is a brave new world for me, at least. And it's going to be interesting if Michigan doesn't have a lightning rod as a head coach. Every time he said something, it made headlines, right? It could be something inane. 
He was a headline machine. Polarizing figure, like I said earlier. But he was our polarizing figure. You know? I feel like a lot of us in the media feel that same way. I know some that were really looking forward to moving on to, to someone else at some juncture. Just to have a change of scenery. Different tactics. I don't know how much different it is with uh, who's expected to be hired in a lot of ways. But um, nonetheless, it's... Uh, it will be an interesting change for Michigan to not have him because now Michigan feel has, has felt like a team to be reckoned with after seven years of feeling like a bottom-of-the-barrel program, which followed 30 years of being an excellent team regardless of some not-so-great years kind of in the tail end of the Lloyd Carr era. So happy trails, Jim Harbaugh. Like I said, don't cry. Because it's over, but smile because it happened. It's uh, it's a brave new world we move into. Let's talk about what happens next. And we're going to do that here in just a moment. Before we do the NFL regular season, I know not many people probably want to hear about the NFL right now. It's wrapping. Oh, the NFL's regular season has wrapped up regular. Rather, the playoffs are going. They're absolutely going. So it's time to get in on the action with FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose with just a $5 bet, any $5 bet. Uh, I took advantage of this. It is an absolutely fun time. I did not win any money from that, but I did in the casino. I'm much better at the casino. I was so close on so many parlays. But so this, this week, I'm going to be personally relying on some more of the curated parlays from the parlay hub that they have which is really cool i've already booked a few uh 20 ones i'm trying to pay for this uh D- disney trip coming up in uh early february here uh there's live save gay parlays you can find bets in the new explore tab and a heck of a lot more instant payout so visit fanduel.com slash locked on make your first bet a layup fanduel official partner of the nfl Kind of a weird deal, just this uh, Jim Harbaugh departure. Just because it kind of felt like this was just going to be an every year thing and it was never going to happen. I know, at least that was my feeling, right? It just, and with the kind of uh, the reports at one point that he was in Ann Arbor and then it was, oh no, he's still in LA and LA's not letting him leave. Um, you know, blink twice if LA's uh, going to name you the head coach. All of that. Um, I, I certainly, I had moments certainly where I felt like he was gone, uh, probably more so in 2021. I mean, he said, again, a colleague had told me he had went and said goodbye to everyone at Michigan, basically cleaned out his desk and went to Min- Minneapolis and fully expected to have that job and then kind of came back with his tail between his legs. Uh, I, I wish him luck. I wish him well. I'm not, I, I don't love it for one reason. It's just kind of because he said that he would stay for as long as Michigan would have him while Michigan was trying to keep having him, and he decided, uh, I mean, you can change your mind. It's his own personal life, uh, and I don't begrudge him for that whatsoever, but I just wish that, you know, don't don't say something like that if you're going to leave. And that's just a minor, minor, minor begrudgment, right? This is not something where I'm like, like, I will hold it against him, but it is something he said, and, you know, that's not great. Uh, so what happens from here? Michigan's going to have a lot of work to do. Now, Chris Ballas has reported in the next seven to 10 days, Jerome Moore will be named the 
next head coach of the University of Michigan. I am praying that does not happen on Wednesday, February 7th, because that would be problematic, because I am gone one way or the other. Uh, so hoping that isn't the case. But uh, if it is, so be it. Um, but the, the they have to wait seven to ten days because they have to post the job online, all that, yada, yada, yada. And Sharon Moore it would then be officially named the head coach, and uh, certainly there would be an introductory press conference and all of that. I think this is the absolute right move for Michigan to do uh, more so than it. And I, this is where it gets silly when you see, see, like, you know, all of these national reporters being like, lists of people that could take over for Michigan. Lance Leopold. Uh, what's his name? Chris Dawson. I don't even remember what, you know, Chris Kleiman, all that stuff. Like, no, they're not, they're not going to completely, like, change the guard, right? That That's, this has been long rumored, especially after Sharon Moore. Uh, beat Penn State, beat Ohio State. It was like, well, that's Michigan's next head coach right there. Would I have liked him to have had another year or two learning from Jim Harbaugh after having had those experiences? I mean, absolutely. But that is the right move. Try to do as much as you can to keep the culture together, keep the players and, and, and the staff, all of that kind of stuff. Keep the same exact direction. Keep everything as much as you can the same. The same ideal as moving from... Boshan Beckler to Gary Moeller. And then when Gary Moeller gets fired, you move to Lloyd Carr, all of that. I think that that is the absolute right move. Now, and I wrote this on Wolverine's Wire earlier today. If I'm Michigan, along with doing that, what I do is I take, like, say, I don't know what you're going to offer Sharon Moore. Uh, you're going to offer him $6 million, $8 million, I don't know. You know, he might have, get a prove-it contract to some degree. Um you know, where it's not necessarily, you know, I know Michigan's the, you know, a high paying job or supposed to be, uh, but you know, I, I could see them, them saying like, we're going to give you a prove it contract. But with that, I would say to Jesse Mincer right now, we are going to offer you the most a defensive coordinator has ever been offered in the history of college football to stick around. We're going to offer you more than what you would make going to the NFL. I know you want to go to the NFL. We are going to offer you the absolute max that we can to keep you around Ann Arbor. If I'm Michigan, that is what I would do. And as I noted, Vic Fangio, Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator with both Stanford and the San Francisco 49ers, uh, mutually parted ways with the Miami Dolphins. Today, this very day. So it's not like Jim would be without options that he's familiar with. So if I'm Michigan, I... I have that conversation with Jim and be like, listen, we need Jesse Minter. I know you probably want him. You want to take him with you. We need that guy. We need to keep as much consistency as possible. And there's not a third Wink Martindale guy out there probably that we can bring in to kind of replicate what has been happening. And things are humming. We've got a really, really strong defense at the moment on paper. And having Minter return, would, uh, returning would certainly help that defensive uh, component stay intact when it comes to the players, right? Because Jim Harbaugh was not necessarily the one that the players interfaced with that much on that side of the ball. This is where, why I'm not that afraid of offense, right? The guy that they interfaced with the most outside of their position coach and Ben Herbert, we'll get to him in a moment, he is likely to be the new head coach. So if I'm Michigan, I I take a look at, at Jesse Minter. I give him a call and say, what's it going to cost to keep you here? 
can we pay you $4 million to keep you as a defensive coordinator? Can, whatever it is, can, we, will, we will make you the highest paid defensive coordinator there is at any level to stay here. If you want it just a, a one-year deal or, or two-year deal just to like, you know, because you're clearly going to get an NFL job and that's what you want to do, but you're young yet, we need you. That's what I would do. I would do the same exact thing with Ben Herbert, strength and conditioning coach, who has been absolutely pivotal to Michigan's turnaround. Now, Herbert was hired in 2018, uh, coming off of the Outback Bowl. It replaced Kevin Tolbert. And uh, while it took a couple years for everything to kind of hit, he is just as much of the face of the program inside the building of Schembechler Hall as Jim Harbaugh, but probably more. I would do everything I could to make sure that those are the two people that I retain on staff. Because then you have the continuity, and that's the most important thing, right? Continuity. When you look at Alabama and Washington, what just happened with their uh, head coaching hire, since they went out of program, you saw everything that all the departures and everything that happened. Now, with Sharon Moore likely being the guy who's being retained, the, the chances are that he's that they're not going to have like a mass exodus or anything like that. But at the same time, you want to do everything you can not to just keep your team from having a mass exodus in the 30 days that this transfer portal window is open. What you need to do is ensure that you've got everyone still on the same page, moving in the same direction. Now, the question after that is who's like the offensive coordinator. I would guess it would be Kirk Campbell in this case. I would move Grant Newsom from tight ends to offensive line. Then you got to get a new tight ends coach. You retain everyone that you can retain. And uh, I think that the next step is obviously keeping the players you have, you have to recruit them, and then you need to hit the recruiting trail extremely hard, which they have been doing. And I believe, uh, thanks to, uh, to one podcast listener, Sharon has been out doing exactly that. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk about the recruiting component because that is absolutely pivotal here. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Jim Harbaugh has spoken. Going to pull that up here in a moment. Uh, so let's see. Lots of lots of articles out there as Twitter just explodes with things. Um, so uh, let's see. Jim Harbaugh is expected to speak to Michigan players on Friday. Is uh, and Los Angeles Chargers have changed their profile picture to the post-2022 Big Ten Championship uh, close-up of Jim Harbaugh that has become such a favorite of everybody and uh, also put out who's got it better than us. Uh, so that's uh, it's all but official. But um, Jim Harbaugh said in a statement on the Chargers website, my love for Michigan playing there and coming back to coach there leaves a lasting impact. I'll always be a loyal Wolverine. I'm remarkably fortunate to have been afforded the privilege of coaching at places where life's journey has created strong personal connections for me from working as an assistant, excuse me, as an assistant coach at Western Kentucky alongside my father, Jack, and as an assistant with the Raiders to being head coach at USD, Stanford, the 49ers and Michigan. Each of those opportunities carried significance. Each felt personal. When I played for the chargers, the Spanos family could not have been more gracious or more welcoming. Being back here feels like home. And it, great to see that those things haven't changed. Um, 
kind of sad more so that he's going back to L.A. L.A., I don't know if you went out there for the Rose Bowl. It's changed a lot since I lived there from 2008 to 2012. Felt pretty decrepit, to be honest. Uh, but SoFi Stadium, pretty cool. Certainly, they're, they're going to suddenly, the Chargers are going to get a little bit more of a fan boost since the Rams were kind of the number one team there. I, I just wish they'd move back to San Diego. That was, that was such a good time. One of my best days was going down to San Diego. My friend had left, uh, left, accidentally left a suitcase at his apartment and asked me, how quickly can you pick that up and come down and meet me uh, for at my cruise in San Diego? And then I went and spent the day down there, uh, watched the Chargers uh, Green Bay game that was happening at Qualcomm. And then just like just all the Green Bay Packers fans that had descended upon the gas lamp district. I mean, it was that was cool, right? It just it felt really cool, especially with L.A. having not really being a place with its own team. Uh, lots of implants there, transplants or whatever you want to say. So, OK, the thing about Michigan, uh, what it needs to do now, if especially Sharon Moore is the head coach, is it needs to recruit. And it needs to do it now, right? Like they need to like, uh, you know, being announced is one thing. Uh, but they, they obviously, with the transfer portal window open for 30 days, they've obviously got to make some internal announcements and say, listen, here's what the deal is. And then Sharon would need to go to every single player um, and say, we need you back. Do not jump to the transfer portal because of whatever reason. Certainly there's going to be tampering. There are going to likely be defections. I'm not speaking out of any specific specificity or knowledge. But just that's just how things tend to work. Someone's going to go and you can see. I mean, I've seen Ohio State people salivating, which is funny because they just think their roster is so good. And yet they, they're looking at Michigan's roster and suddenly, you know, they. it's funny just how much they, uh, they've decried Michigan's roster compared to their own. And now they're like, ooh, let's go get them. They see Oregon State people <laughs> saw them weirdly being like, it's time to go get us some Wolverines. That's you already got your one. And Darius Clemens, you're probably not getting any more Oregon State. Um, but that is of paramount importance is recruiting your own roster. And it might take a little bit more than just simply like, hey, come to come back to Michigan. We're keeping things the same. It's, you know, just because Jim Harbaugh's gone doesn't change anything. We're the same, same program, same you know, same vision, all of that stuff. But um nonetheless. It's uh, it would be absolutely uh, key to keep agents from suddenly coming aboard and trying to coerce guys to leave for better NIL deals elsewhere. The good news is for Michigan is it's recruited people who are generally immune to that, right? Like, I understand there's going to be some who maybe weren't as bright eyed that are now. Um, you know, maybe they do have a change of heart just with the, the direction of the program and hopefully they satiate all those things if jim's meeting with the program on uh meeting with the players on friday hopefully that satiates a lot of those concerns and such too of what the direction of the program is uh but it's um they need to really recruit the players they currently have first and foremost cannot have a lloyd carter rich rodriguez scenario which was catastrophic to the program in so many ways um Obviously, if Schroen's the head coach, he does need to, you know, put his own vision forth. But, you know, I, I would argue that the best way to do that is to do what you're already doing for the most part and then find ways to tweak. The mo most important thing when it comes to coaching 
isn't necessarily like this is what my vision is. It will come hell or high water. It's to look at what you've got and say, we are going to do the most with what that is. And uh, that that to me is more important, right? Instead of trying to uh, fit a square peg into a round hole. So I think that that's important. And I think the good news is if it is Sharon Moore, we already know he's a voracious recruiter. Jim Harbaugh was not that. I understand that recruits spoke highly of him when they met him. There was really very few instances where that didn't happen. But you never really heard of a recruit choosing Michigan in the last nine years strictly because of Jim Harbaugh. It was because of everyone else, whereas you kind of would hear that with other kind of main head coaches. You'd hear that with Nick Saban. You'd hear that with, um, I mean, Urban Meyer. Uh, I'm sure that that's been the case with Ryan Day quite a bit, uh, more so, right? So now it's time for Sharon Moore to really put his stamp on the program in that way, recruiting, if he is in fact the guy. Because he could go into a living room and he actually knows how to woo somebody because he's had that success. He was the guy that brought in a Daxton Hill, right? Uh, let, let's see. I'm just going to, um, we're going to do some quick vamping here. Vamp, vamp, vamp. Um, so he brought in, he was the primary recruiter for Daxton Hill, J.J. McCarthy. Uh, has him listed as the second, well, he's a secondary for Donovan Edwards. Andrew Gentry, Giovanni Elhadi, uh, A.J. Henning, primary on Braden McGregor, primary on Andrew Sprague, primary on Blake Frazier, Trevor Keegan, Sean Benny, Darian Greenwarn. I know he didn't work out, but he was still a four-star from California. Right? Like, these are, these are great players. Secondary on some, other, some others that were pretty big, but really some very good players that he was able to bring in. Obviously, uh, Daxon Hill, J.J. McCarthy uh, being key, and then Donovan Edwards being um, being where he was the secondary on, okay? So, you know he can recruit. We've seen it. We know it. We've heard it. So, it will be absolutely paramount for, uh, for, for that aspect. That would be where I would put my stamp on if I'm Sharon Moore more than anything. Completely changing the dynamic in recruiting. Michigan just won a national championship. The recruiting trail does not feel like it at all. I understand NIL changes things in a lot of ways, but it doesn't fully have to, right? Because if you have a head coach out there saying like, buy into what we just did, you can sit there and uh, someone can promise you some things, but we actually know what it takes to win a national championship and to be a part of a team. We know how to get you there. And then from there, what we can do is you can get all of that NIL stuff because you're going to be a star in your own right, right? You don't have the pressure of produce because we're giving you millions of dollars up front, which isn't even legal anyway. So that's what I would do uh, if, I, if I'm strong more. Revamp the entire recruiting strategy and go at it a lot harder. And I think that that's the good thing. It really could be. It's, it's not the same as necessarily Urban going to Ryan Day where it did feel kind of like Urban was a really good recruiter. Uh, but Ryan Day felt like he pushed it up a notch. Could be kind of the same thing with uh, Sharon Moore. Just hopefully he doesn't have the same results as Ryan Day has had since he's taken over. Uh, so anyway, so that is it for now. We will, uh, I, I put out a question for, or a call on Twitter for mailbag questions. Uh, I know we didn't do the last mailbag after coming back from Houston. That was, uh, it was just too much travel. And, and it takes a little bit more work to do a mailbag for uh, <laughs> 
than any other episode. Uh, but we will do one tomorrow on Thursday. So, uh, and that's a for sure thing I say before it isn't. Um, but nonetheless, that is the intended plan. So get your questions in. We will answer them. We will go from there. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Peace.